1: WWE Hall of Famer, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I have an amazing sit down interview with the former Braun Strowman, Adam Shearer, right here on Busted Open. A very positive interaction with Adam that you don't want to miss. Also, we keep it real. That's right, keeping it real with Renee, Renee Paquette, right now on the Busted
3: Open podcast.
1: Adam Shear, Adam, good
3: morning to you and welcome to Busted Open. Good, good morning, Busted Open radio listeners around the world. Hope everyone's doing as well as I am. I woke up on the right side of the dirt this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so Adam, you know, I just said about control and, you know, Freedom Narrative 2 is being dropped. And it is a lot about control and about freedom. Is the word free the right word to to use to describe where you are in your life right now?
3: I think it's a huge word to be able to describe mentally, physically, you know, everything like that, not being locked into any kind of contracts, you know, being able to pick and choose what I do in my life, being 38 years old. And finally, for the first time in my life, I don't have to ask anyone for permission to do anything. And it's honestly a pretty damn good feeling. You know, um, yeah, no, no, that's just saying, yeah, and then being able to work on this project is just, it, it was life-changing for me, to say the least.
1: Wow, that's strong, life-changing. Um, why? why? Why was it? So life-changing for you to be a part of this. You know, project.
3: just um, just constantly, and, and Mark, I know you know you vouch for, just having to be on all the time, being under the magnifying scope of the entire world. Every step that you take, every text that you type, every word that you say and stuff like that. And then, you know... Um, finally having a chance just to, to let all that out, all this stuff that I've been bottling up and, you know, the being cast into the world of professional wrestling, WWE uh, sports entertainment, coming from a small town, Sheryl's Ford, North Carolina. I'm sure not many listeners know where it is Lake Norman, great area in North Carolina. I love it out there, but, you know, being this small town kid, uh, you know, knowing everyone in the community, I was the pretty much the community mechanic. I worked on everybody's cars. I saw everybody to being thrown into the, to the, the deep end of the world. Pool, you know, swimming with a bunch of sharks and stuff, and then finally having a chance to you know to really learn. I learned so much, and so blessed, and so fortunate from opportunities and time with WWE to see the world and experience so many things and meet my idols and you know share the squared circle with them and things like that. But it also at the same time was very, very time consuming living out of a suitcase for a month and a half, two months at a time, pretty much out of, you know, six years. Uh, I, I was a Marriott. I stay at Marriott so I checked my Marriott app at one point in five years, I'd slept in a Marriott, 765 nights. <laughs> so, you know, being gone missing out on so many different things and, and then, you know, falling into the the trap that comes with stardom, you know, of thinking that you're something you're not. And I started turning into a person that i wasn't or that that wasn't me that wasn't got me to the dance you know i started reading into the hype i started letting the negativity on social media the negativity on the internet get to me and it started to consume me from the inside and honestly made me start to hate the wrestling business which was was unbelievable to me because i fell so in love with it from an outsider coming in you know not growing up doing the indie scene you know i came in uh through competing in World strongest man. That's how Mark Henry and I met each other and became friends, you know, and always had that, you know, shadow over me or, you know, things where I didn't pay my dues, but, you know, I caught a lot of flack for that. But if, if people really knew the story and and how hard it was to make a name for myself and competing in World strongest man, traveling around the country, starting on my own dime while I'm working 60, 70 hours a week to try and pay the bills, <laughs> and then fly, flying around the world on my own dime, making a name for myself and then getting an opportunity, meeting Mark in 2000. And, uh, let me think, I think it was 2011. 2000, yeah 2011 I think we met at uh, the Arnold classic and then again we we rekindled that friendship at uh, world strongest man in 2012 but just all this crazy stuff happening and it turning me into something that I didn't want to be and you know that it came into uh, my 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 end time coming with WWE came out of nowhere to me and it was it, it, it sent me into a bad place because that was everything that I would ever cared about in my life all I thought you know kind of pinnacled to me being a wwe superstar and uh you know i'd said a lot in a lot of interviews that i, I truly believe that god had put me on earth to be a wwe superstar well with you know starting to lean into some of these bad things and bad traits and running off people that i cared about and taking my frustrations out on my loved ones and you know it all right. comes spiraling down when you get that phone call and saying your contract to be terminated i didn't know what to do so there was this opportunity to go kind of and I think when people watch this, they'll see like, that's real emotion. Like some of it's acting, but a lot of everything that goes through me and my character in the Freedom narrative too is real emotion. That's me letting go of so many burdens that I've been carrying so many negative thoughts, so much bad energy and being able to just get it out. And just basically wipe my hands of a lot of stuff that I've been carrying for years and it all based around mental health and stuff like that. It's so cool. You know, now that people are more willing and open to talk about mental health and everything. And I think that's such a big thing with the Control Your Narrative series in in general is is we tell stories and talk about all the trials and tribulations that the wrestlers have gone through and, and what it's taken to overcome that. And most of that stuff being mental, even with the physical injuries, there's such a mental aspect to being able to overcome these things that I finally had an opportunity just to portray and let everything out and be me, show the world Adam for I'd been this monster, and I had an unbelievable career being this monster, this corporate monster that I was made and turned into, but I didn't always have the opportunities to show Adam, the human side, that I'm a real person, even though I look gigantic, and you know, I am gigantic, and I could rip people's skin off of my bare hands. I'm still a caring, kind human being, and this was the first time, I think, that I had an opportunity just to be totally 100 percent creative no ifs, ands or buts what i said what i wanted to do it came off in that and it was so cool being able to work with some of my closest friends and guys that 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 reached hands out when i had nobody there for me when i thought i was drowning and be able to work on this project and we film it edit it made the music everything all in-house together and it was such a like a team building exercise and everyone at the end of it was just like Wow. I mean, we got so caught up in the moment, Mike and I, with our match when we were producing and putting it together. When we watched it back, we didn't even realize we said and did half the things that we didn't because we were just so in the moment. And that's what's so special about with the narrative, what we're being able to capture is real, true, raw emotion out of everybody in it.
2: You, you, um, It's great that you own your part of it, your mistakes, your shortcomings, your failures. It's great that you own that. Because I had to do the same thing. Um, it's not your fault about the way the business and the perception of the business. Because that perception of the business existed when I came along. When I came from being in professional sports to not paying dues, the business evolved into developmental wrestlers. hmm Everybody that I brought in or that I saw was going to be the same as I was. There was going to be a developmental process, and I said, when you started, I said, hey, man, don't expect to learn all this in a night. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you three to four years. You had some injuries. You healed up. You listened. You got better, and you became a world champion. Hell, you beat me. (laughs)
0: and and, and it was one of the
2: proudest moments of my career to see the student surpass the teacher and you can't put all of that and i'm glad that you're in this space about the mental health and owning all of the everything but also now your rise is going to be spectacular that's why people watch rocky movies they want to see Rocky fail so he can pick himself up and get that title back again and to be and this time it'll be on your terms. It'll be on what you deem as important. And I told you, my, you got my number, call me anytime. Yes sir, you do. I would love to see you in Japan. Being a kajin, being the monster but not just the monster amongst men that was something that was created i'm talking about being adam being the guy that that marches by the beat of his own drum and people see what i saw when i saw you compete in the strong man and i guess that was 09 at the in in california and when I first said, "Man, you you need to you need to start wrestling. This is it's made for you. That's who that's who you was born to be." And you was like, "Man, I want to be world champion." I say, "Well, fuck you, go get it, man. <laughs> go do it." You remember that?
3: Yes, sir, I do. Like it was yesterday.
2: And, and it's crazy. It and I, I,
3: so, so I, I, Mark, I don't think. Uh, I've gone on record enough to give you the credit that you deserve. Uh, A lot of people that are listening right now don't know that there would be no Braun Strowman. There would be no monster among men. There would be no chance for Adam shared to rise. If it wasn't for Mark Henry, a man that put his name, his legacy on the line to give a little hillbilly. Well, I said, I should say a big hillbilly from a little town in (laughs) North Carolina an opportunity, uh, got me down to Tampa, picked me up from the airport, took me around, showed me around Tampa, held my hand. You know, I was nervous, didn't know what was going on. And, you know, here we are, what, eight and a half, nine years later, sitting down talking about it. It's really cool to see it come full circle. And like I said, Mark, I'm forever indebted to you for that.
2: Hey, like I said, I opened the door, you go in and you did all the work. I can't take credit for that, but I, I appreciate you respecting uh, what I what I did, but it's this is about you, and this this journey. Uh, did you feel like you were opening the door for everybody to know who you were rather than the characters that you played?
3: That's with, without a doubt, that's what it is. And, and, and it's not even just me, it's everyone that steps through the doors of the, the narrative. You know, It's a chance for, for every one of us to, to shine our light on the world, how we wanna be perceived. It's, for, it's a chance to control your narrative. I mean, as cliche as it sounds, it, 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 it falls right in the line with all of it. It's, it's an opportunity to be you. And there's not many places on earth where you get a chance just to be you.
1: Uh, Free the Narrative 2 is now live on YouTube. I just tweeted out uh, the link so everybody can click on that and watch it. Uh, it's long. It's a movie. I mean, it really is. And it, 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 and, it, and I loved it. It had me hooked on and then especially the end of it. And I want to get into a lot of the messages that are on uh, Free the Narrative 2. And you just said something that hit me like a ton of bricks. And you talked about yourself or who you were before in the WWE. And you mentioned, you know, you were a corporate monster. Did it feel like that you were truly like, you're not yourself. You're, you're playing too much of a role. And like when, you know, at times people feel that way. Something that hit home that you said as well. It was when you talked about the stress and the anxiety. And that you're taking that home. You're a man that won world titles. You're a man that. Headlined WrestleManias were main event matches in front of 75, 80,000 fans. You would think that that's like hitting the highs of highs, but it sounds like at times you're hitting the lows of lows, especially if you're carrying that baggage home with you.
3: Well, my whole life I've always suffered with social anxiety being larger than nature intended. I always joke saying, you know, everywhere I walk before I, I was anyone, when I'd walk into a room, you hear the mumbles, you see the people pointing, and I would always start to kind of bottle up from that. And and then, like I said, going from just being the big guy, when I walked into places, who's this big guy to being this world renowned WWE superstar, the pressure even more started to get on you and things like that. And then, yeah, it just got to where there would be times like, um, man drake maverick spud rockstar spud uh however you want to call him and he saw it firsthand one time we were outside i think we're in la or something like that and we were waiting for an uber for dinner and i got mobbed for autographs and pictures when i came out of the hotel and i literally had like a panic attack i started to tear up i seized up and i froze and it's stuff and it's and it's things like that that you know people don't realize a lot you know as much as we're portrayed to be these unstoppable monsters and creatures and entities on tv at the end of the day we still come home we take our boots off and we're normal human beings and you know carrying a lot of that stress around and not knowing or having an avenue per se to get rid of it i I was bad about taking it out on the people that i cared about the most because that was the unfortunate i would get home and i'd have some time off and then something would happen and, and i would get upset about it and a lot of it was just because of you know the constant verbal badgering and things like that that i had to deal with or the fact like you said you know where there was times where i had some control over what i was doing character wise there was other times where you know we all play a part in a play and it's my job to go there and i get handed the script per se for the day and i try to make the most out of it and there were sometimes where it was really really hard sometimes it was really really easy so it was just this crazy emotional roller coaster that You know, a lot of people don't realize the behind the scenes. Everybody thinks it's just this glitz and glam. You go out, you wrestle on Monday Night Raw, you wrestle on pay-per-views. And hell, I'll be honest, that's what I thought it was looking out, uh, you know, as an outsider before I got into the business. And then, you know, being really thrown into it and then actually finding out the, the works and the inside of how the business truly is and things like that. But then falling in love with it, you know, I'm talking about like so in love with it, I, like that's all I cared about. And that's part of the reason I drove myself insane, because I'm so competitive. I'm so OCD about anything that I do in life that I have to be the best. And if I can't, I try and figure out a way to do it. And then you know, there's certain times when you can't control aspects of it, they're out of your hand, per se, you're not holding the pencil. And there were things and times where I would have a hard time wrapping my head around that coming from professional sports background coming from the world's strongest man stuff like that i mean i was north america's strongest man won the arnold amateur world championship won multiple state championships and you know there the control was either pick the stuff up or you didn't so coming from that and then trying to learn of doing certain things a certain way it just all you know it was just a lot all at once and you know um Try to figure it out as you go, learning everything on the road, being away from my family, being away from my friends and the life that I'd known in such a short period of time, everything changed so dramatically. And it was amazing. There's so many blessings to it. That's why I'm, I don't want to make it out. Sound like this so all negative. No, there were so many amazing things. I mean, I got to travel the world and see so many cool things and meet so many cool people. And like you said, wrestle in front of, I've wrestled in front of the largest crowd in WrestleMania history. And I've wrestled in front of the smallest crowd in, in WrestleMania history. So, you know, I've been everywhere in between the highs and the lows of all of it. And, you know, um, I can't thank the the company enough for giving me that opportunity, you know, taking a shot on a guy that didn't know anything. I debuted on Monday Night Raw. I had, I think, five matches in my entire life. The first time I ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring was July 7th, 2013, August 24th, 2015. I debuted at a sold out Barclays Center and then went on to, you know, like Mark said, I've, I've main evented, you you name it, I've main evented. I've sold out buildings around the world and I'm so thankful and blessed that I've been able to build such a fan base and have people around the world that support, supported Braun Strowman. And now with this opportunity to show the world, the man that played the character, I'm really, really looking forward to continuing to grow my followers, my fans, you know, continue to make my family and friends proud and really showing the world. Cause now I have a platform and an opportunity to, to, to push my narrative. Again, there's that cliche of the narrative thing and stuff that I'm wanting to do. Like I'm working on a mental health app that I have coming out called discuss. We're very close to launching it. I have my own supplement line coming up I have movies the television shows appearances. And, 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 for the like I said, The first time in my entire life at 38 years old, I have a chance to wake up every day and pick and choose what I want to do and march to the beat of my drum instead of somebody else's.
2: Well, I I admire you, man, because I know what it's like to be on the road and to come off the road. And all you think you want to do that day is just get some rest, flip the channels, go to the gym, go to your favorite restaurant, but then the people at home go, hey, but we got this going on. We got this going on. And you got that going on. And then you you say, well, I, I, I'm tired. I'm going to get a little rest. But you missed it last time. You were tired last time I did this. So there's a lot of anxieties that build up, not just on the road, but at home. And you have those issues, and you have to learn. Just like you learn to wrestle, just like you learn to entertain, you got to learn – how to work at home with your family and have them work with you. And it is it's a hard balancing act, put it mm-hmm. like that.
0: It's and I'm glad that you,
2: you have worked it out. I'm glad that you are understanding of 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 how that works now and how to go forward. A lot of people they don't they don't get this understanding that you have. Until it's too late, and they fall on hard times, they've pissed a bunch of people off. The people don't want to work. That's not the case with you. Everybody that I've talked to love you. They they talk about how funny you are, and that's the, that's the thing that I remember when I first the first day I met you. I was like, this dude is funny as hell, He's entertaining, and now I I can't wait to watch the narrative because I I know that that's gonna come out. I watched you enjoying yourself when you got home after, you know, the uh, you on the hood of the car getting pulled by uh, a car. I was, I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> I, man, you look like you was having a ball. And I'm glad that you got to debrief and, and and forgive yourself. I hope you forgave yourself for the times that you – cuss people out, fussed at somebody, didn't show enough love to this person or that person, didn't listen. That was my thing. I just didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And you gotta forgive yourself, brother. Once you do that, God'll take care of the rest.
3: Amen to that That's- mark. You 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 couldn't have said it better. And you know that was that was the hardest thing for me was figuring out how to forgive myself. Uh, people that I had done wrong by people that I had hurt and upset they had forgiven me but I'd still it's still I'm still in the process of forgiving myself and and as much as like I hated getting that phone call cuz I truly truly love putting my boots on and going out there and entertaining people no matter what the internet says no matter what your perception of me is at the deep downest pure raw emotion I love putting smiles on people's faces at the end of the day that's it and, and I'm gonna find another way to do it and I'm gonna continue to wrestle and that's that's it I want to leave the world a little better than the way I found it I I just started like a lifestyle hey, brand with, with and with a youtube channel and stuff like that and it's called my life my rules and it's one of my buddies who's a retired belgian green beret that is now a united states citizen he's one of the best trainers and nutritionists in in the country and we travel around and we just do fun stuff. We go swimming with elephants. We swim with tigers. We go do crazy workouts at the gym. We push each other. We 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 go to. Uh, we went to one of those all you could eat Brazilian steakhouses and took a scale with us to see who could eat the most wow. food while we were there. And it's just, that's it. <clears throat> it's all life. Life is so short and so precious. And people get caught up in trying to control things that are out of their hands when you need to worry about the stuff that you can actually dictate, the stuff that's in your face, that's going to affect you, your loved ones, your friends the most. That's the stuff you need to worry about. Not this fake clout that everybody's looking for on the internet, looking for, you know, approval from someone they'll never meet around the world. Why not worry about what's in your face, what you can control, living your life to the fullest. It's about making memories. And that's what I I realized the most out of, out of, of all of this stuff, you know, being able to, Be financially stable for the first time ever in my life. My family doesn't have a lot of money. We didn't come from anything. My mom's disabled. My dad worked uh, moving furniture for a living. And, you know, being able to be financially stable and realizing that life isn't about things. It's about moments and experiences because, you know, at the end of the Freeze. day, you're not taking any of the things that you've got with you. You're going to take your memories and you're going to leave the memories on your loved ones that you left. I just, I, it's, it's such a line that sticks in my head with Thanos saying it when he's like talking about snapping the fingers and killing half of everything in the galaxy. And he goes, I hope they remember you. That's such yeah. a line that hits home to me because I want to be remembered as not only... A man that played Braun Strowman, the WWE superstar that won all these accolades, did all this cool stuff. But I want to be remembered as, as a good person that lent a helping hand, that, you know, stopped on the side of the road with somebody that had a flat tire, just good. It, it, it's so, I feel it takes so much more energy of a human being to be negative and be, to do bad things than it does to be positive and do good things. I think good things and good deeds go. They just happen. You don't have to force them. You have to force being negative. And it's just, that's, that's my whole outlook on everything.
1: Well, I, I, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on. And we're going to talk to EC3 tomorrow and he talks and preaches. Uh, And again, uh, control our freedom narrative two is live right now on YouTube. We just tweeted the link. So please click on it and watch. Uh, he talks about controlling your own narrative. I think you're doing that now, Adam. And I have to say, as far as, you know, the 13 years that this is, show has been on the air, are you coming on and being as positive have, have you have been? You've motivated me, and I'm sure you motivated a lot of people who are listening to this show right now. I thank you for that, and I wish you nothing but the best. I wish you nothing but good luck. Please don't be a stranger because you know, you dreaded that phone call. You didn't deserve that phone call. You did everything that you could possibly do. That was every challenge that was thrown at you. And I think this is coming from me. You deserved better than that. But you know what? You're getting what you deserve right now by having your freedom, having your control. And we appreciate you for it. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you, David. I, I can't, like I said, I can't thank you all for taking the time to allow me to come on here and you know share my story and be able to to talk about the projects that we're working on. I'm very proud of this. Um, I would love to hear everyone's feedback that watches the Freedom narrative now that it's out free on YouTube. And and you know this was a, de- a decision with Mike and and JC are, are the three of us that are the main business partners of Control Your Narrative. I'm sitting in our print shop right now, Justified Prints, where like literally I get in here and 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 print merchandise when we get backed up on everything so it's a great team effort and you know our whole thing with you know the, the message around free in the narrative setting yourself free living your life free doing what you want controlling your narrative we decided you know what let's just give this away for free there we'll we'll figure out how to, to make up for the money we've invested in it some other way but i think this is just something so important i think it's going to change people's lives watching this challenge people to push themselves to be better humans, to push themselves mentally, physically, to change in a positive way and live their life by their rules. And I really, really, like I said, anyone that watches it, feel free to tweet at Any of us reach out, let us know good, bad, ugly, whatever. We want to know because we're, we're going to write more of these. We're in the process of writing number three and number four already right now. And the end goal is we're going to take this on the road and start doing live shows with it.
1: I love it. And I think this interview is the perfect narrative before watching uh, free of the Narrative too on YouTube. Adam, thank you so much
3: for the time. We truly appreciate Praying it. for you, brother. Thanks, Mark. I love you, man. Much obliged to everyone listening be. out there on the, the, the digital world. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me, and I'll see everybody soon.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid, and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast, or listen on the SXM app,
0: Include it with most subscriptions.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
4: Mark, I want to know your take on this. You're very close friends with The Undertaker, with the dead man, the phenom himself. Um, I like... I just feel like it should have been somebody else introducing him. I feel like seeing The Undertaker in the big black hat, in full Undertaker gear, introducing the 305, the Grammy Award-winning artist, bringing on Pitbull that way, I feel like it could have been somebody else. You know, I don't know what the full crew is that is in Saudi Arabia right now, but I feel like maybe somebody else would have been better for that job. You know not what? that Undertaker I, I did a bad job. That's not what I'm saying. No, he didn't. He didn't I, do I would a bad have liked to
2: seen the entrance, and like the Grim Reaper. When the light hit him, him point, and when he pointed, the spotlight hit somebody else, and that person does the the introduction.
4: <laughs> I don't think that Undertaker needed because to be involved it's an at entity. all. Yeah, I feel like it could have just been, you know, a great happy-go-lucky baby face. Maybe I don't know, like who from like the new day is there or, uh,
2: gosh, oh, you don't all... you dare be sour.
4: Yeah, Clap like right. Your you, hands. That's yes, that's what we want. That's how you want to involve Pitbull in a show in Saudi Arabia, but also, I mean, just interesting, you know, an interesting Pitbull hopped on that flight and got his ass to Riyadh. So I mean, it's a hell of a flight. Not a Listen, fun flight to be on. That's for, the for royal sure.
2: Family, you get on that plane, enjoy all the first class perks. <laughs> I you will say the food up spread on the runway.
4: Yeah, the food spread in Saudi Arabia is definitely you do not want to miss out on that. So. Hey, I'm happy that everyone's there, uh, you know, that they're getting paid and getting out there doing the things that they need to do. I just thought it was interesting seeing The Undertaker doing the announcement. I th- you know, I'm on board with kind of what everybody else was saying on the Internet that was like, wait, what's happening here? Why? Why is this happening? I hate it. Was a it, big, it was a big why for me.
1: I hate it. I hate it. And 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 again, this is why the dyna- dynamic works so well on the show because you have Mark, who's the Hall of Famer, that's going to give you the perspective of somebody who's actually performed. I'm just a fan, and as a fan, Renee, I hate it. This is the Undertaker, you know. And I I get he's you know he's retired. This is the man. He could do whatever he wants, but there's still a mystique for me, the magic that kind of yeah. gets lost when somebody does. Like what he's doing for Pitbull, and it hurts my it hurts my heart.
4: Okay, so you let know. me ask you this though: Did we? I love the Undertaker as much as everybody else, huge fan. But did we already kind of start to lose a little bit of that mystique with the retired? Not retired; he's back in the ring. We're seeing him in these sort of unfavorable situations. Have we already done that?
1: I, I think with the documentary that they had on the WWE Network, where you saw all the behind the scenes, when you saw. The man, Mark Calloway, and not the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I guess Renee, it needs to
4: stop. I think it needs to stop because you know we all have little goldfish brains. We can forget things, and we want to remember the Undertaker as the Undertaker. And I think we can all get back to that to a certain degree. But if you keep doing these things, it's kind of hard to get back to that. I just want to. I don't want to believe that the Undertaker knows who Pitbull is.
1: Yeah, it's like you know what? If he did see Pitbull, he choke slams him. Yeah, You know, like he gives them a tombstone. That's what I want. Yeah, would.
4: or like, you know, The Undertaker introducing Megadeth or Slayer or Metallica. I can yes. get on board with that. It yeah. is this juxtaposition of different genres that I'm just not down to clown with. I don't like it.
1: Renee, you just. Not down to clown. Mark, Mark does a great job at this and you just did it. You, you are able, and this is where I give you your roses. You paint a beautiful word picture him on stage introducing his the eyes rolling in the back of his head, slayer like that's it that's all you got to yes. do you all got great slayer that's it but <laughs> i think i think as a as an old school pro wrestling fan and falling in love with pro wrestling because of the mystique because of the magic and because of the unknown
4: and there's so few people that hold that key yes. so few and yes. him of course being the ultimate To hold that key it's yeah you you don't want to see that it's like seeing your you know it's like seeing your teacher out at the supermarket after school and it freaks you out seeing them be a real person in real life you don't want to see that
1: you don't want to see
2: i like them chicks (laughs) i like them chicks like oh
4: oh i thought you meant okay got you yes yeah hey you gotta get paid I i agree get that get that money you got families to support i understand
1: but, Renee, maybe there is a new generation of fans that don't understand the conversation that we're having right now. Maybe there is a new generation of fans that are like, they like that. You know, here we are doing bust, a show like Busted Open. You could have never done that 15, 20, 25 sure. years ago. So maybe no. maybe it is a generational thing when it comes to The Undertaker.
4: Could be, Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, that it, yeah, maybe, maybe it could be, I don't know. But I think that anyone that is a wrestling fan and wrestling fans love to know the history of things. They love to know the ins and outs of all of their favorite characters. Uh, and, I, you know, I do understand that whole, like, you know, the social media side of things and having the documentaries and being able to mm-hmm. see little glimpses into these, you know, the superstars real lives and whatnot. And I, I get the lure of that, but. Let's protect things a little bit. That's what the business is about, right? Protecting these things, keeping these characters larger than life. I don't want The Undertaker to be on the same playing field as me. He's not. He's the he's the Undertaker. Yep. He's much better and cooler than me.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Friedman. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas.
4: SiriusXM
2: Podcasts.